Today's show is brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. BJ, did you see the draft? I, I saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. It was only like two minutes. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, it happened. We had an NBA All-Star draft. Did you watch it, BJ? That's my first question for you today. Unfortunately, I did. <laughs> I did watch it. I, 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 don't, I don't get it, Tate. I, I need you to explain to me why I need an All-Star draft. Mm. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't get it. This is uh, supposedly for the fans, and obviously, you know, we we had you know D Wade, we had Ernie, you know, we had you know Chuck and Kenny, and they're sitting there and they're reacting to the draft right. picks as they're coming in. You know, we got KD, we got LeBron live on Zoom, um, and like you said, this is a new thing that we did. I think we started in 2018. You know, I could be wrong, but it's somewhere around there it feels like. And anyways, this year we've got team captains, and the interesting part, BJ, always is how LeBron and usually before with Steph, how they stack up the rest of the league, right? So I, th- that that is the fascinating part for the fans. And it starts with the first pick, BJ. Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James picks him, which basically signals to the rest of the league, LeBron thinks, quote-unquote, Giannis is the best player in the league. And that is how these things play out, BJ. There is a reaction to every single pick, and the fans go crazy. Uh, you know, Dwayne Wade, Ernie Johnson, they're cracking jokes. Kevin Durant was even laughing having a good time so i thought that was nice to see um but it doesn't matter at the end of the day right bj it it doesn't take you know i would put some i would i would put some stock into all of this if he would have taken Giannis over anthony davis see but that's why he got he got the benefit of the doubt right because anthony davis not exactly in this game. so this and, and kevin and kevin on the flip side right does not get the benefit of the doubt because kevin has then the next pick the second he, pick his first and he pick took Kyrie. and he has to take and he has to take Kyrie. Well, i don't his know if he teammate. has to but he took Kyrie. yeah but i love it when the players tell you who they think the best player see i i listen to the players yeah same so i I'm not putting any stock into it. I think it puts the players in a very uncomfortable position. I don't like it when the players are drafting because now someone's going to stir up the pot, you know. And it becomes a little bit of a popularity contest, you know, a little bit. Well, I don't think so for the players. I don't Mm. think so for the players. It becomes a popularity contest when the fans, the media, coaches. Mm. But the players, you know, there are three people that – I had a coach tell me, share with me when they say there's three people you can't lie to. Dogs, kids, and NBA players. <laughs> the players are going to pick 
who they think are the best players. They're going to tell you in the All-Star game who they think the best player is. Mm. That's just how the game, that's how the game works. Mm -hmm. I would be, only thing I'm interested in is who does LeBron think is the best player and who does KD think is the best player? Because if you're in a pickup game and you know that you don't have a chance to get back on the court if you lose, you're going to take the best players. Yeah, Tate's mm-hmm. my friend, but <laughs> <laughs> I got to take, you know, Kyrie Irving or whoever the player is. Yeah, I would take Kyrie okay. over me. They're playing for something. The game is mm-hmm. going to get competitive. The interesting thing is why is KD selecting? Because he's not playing. Mm. So that's how I was looking at it. KD is not playing. Mm-hmm. So that was a you know a question mark that was thrown out there because like you said, Katie's not in the game. He takes his teammate Kyrie, and then he basically picks a team that looks like Kyrie Irving's starting five. If you if you really think about it, because he gets Joel and B with his next pick, and then at the end he ends up getting Jason Tatum in his starting five as well. A guy Kyrie played with before in Boston, guy knows well from Duke days. I mean, you know, I I'm not saying that Kyrie had a hand in KD's picks, but it would make sense because KD, like you said, is not even playing well, any he's, game. He's not he he's not playing. But I'm always interested in watching the All Star game or watching USA basketball when all of the mm-hmm. great players and the great talents get together. Who they think is the best player? Mm-hmm. Giannis was interesting because, as you know, Tate, I've said all along, I think it's Giannis. And when I asked the players, Giannis, <laughs> but you know what? I think this year, Joel Embiid is making a case now. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where he got drafted, but so he was uh, the basically the way the order went. It, it goes: uh, LeBron takes Giannis, Kevin takes Kyrie, LeBron takes Steph Curry, KD takes know, Joel yeah. Embiid. The players always share. So that's your start. Yeah. That, that's your top four yeah. right now. Yep. Joel Embiid right now, everyone is kind of saying who and what, you know, they think. Now, KD was not playing, so I don't really know what he really thinks. KD's not playing. If... LeBron did that over AD. That would really have caught my attention. But right now, mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, just a matter of guys having fun. I don't think anyone wants to stir the pot. No yep. one wants to give anyone any things that, that's going to come back and bite them. You know, I, I know there was a lot said by Charles and those guys egging on LeBron <laughs> at the end. But, you know. I, I, I'm not. Gonna, I, I think it puts the players in a very uncomfortable position, personally. Yeah, definitely, to, definitely. To, On national yeah, TV to, very, to basically try to show up yeah, other I players. Think it's yeah. a very uncomfortable position. I think it's. I, I don't like it, but it, you know, if that's if the fans like it, the, great. I I don't like it because it you know now it it it, it forces you with your own peers. Even if and you're mm-hmm. even if you're not even trying to do it, you you know there's only so many people 
that you could pick. So I just think it's very unfortunate that they do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I think the good news uh, about it, like you said, it's, it's a very weird pitting two guys against each other, but it seems like every single year, LeBron and Steph, LeBron and KD this year, they have been on a similar page, right? As far as like laughing with each other, trying to make it seem like it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Trying to play it down as if it's not really something that means much. I mean, LeBron has fun, you know, being the GM. And uh, I mean, the real interesting wrinkle of this whole thing was Giannis gets told. I don't know if you saw this clip, BJ. Giannis gets told uh, by our good friend uh, after the game. Um, it, who was it that... Uh, that actually um, asked him the question. It wasn't Vinny, was it? I thought it was Vincent Goodwill. Sorry, let me ask Minus real quick. No, it was Woodyard. It was Woodyard. I'll, oh, I'll Wood? do a restart. Yeah, yeah. What is in the building? And the real and the real fallout, BJ. The only thing that really comes out of this of any consequence is is actually fun. So the, we we get a question from our good friend Eric Woodyard, E Wood. Uh, you know, he asked Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, when he found out the news that he was the number one pick, how he felt about it. Uh, Giannis gave a great reaction, um, you know, to being the number one pick, and uh, we'll play that clip right now. Team LeBron, oh, number one pick. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So- yeah, you was you went to Team LeBron, looking forward to the All Star break, or just I don't even know if you saw the team yet, but you, you was the number one pick. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been on my phone. Do I get a hat? Do I get something like? <laughs> do I gotta wear a suit now? Be first overall. That's a starting five. Yes. Yeah, it's over, guys. <laughs> Me, LeBron, Luca, Jokic, and Steph. Yes. Man, that's a good starting five. Yeah, guys eat a chicken wing. He's he's like, yeah. And he goes <laughs> something to the effect, Oh man, we're gonna win or something like that, right? Is that what he says? Something like that. I mean, so basically Giannis is eating a chicken wing, like you said, BJ. Oh, he's, it was uh, and he's, was it a limited pepper chicken wing? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh and I will say he responds, you know, and kind of laughs when he's told the starting five, you know, LeBron's starting five, which is him, Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, Nikola Jokic, and of course Giannis. Which I mean, you read that out, that that starting five, that sounds pretty ridiculous on paper. It doesn't seem like any of those five guys would ever be on the court on the same side. Uh and then Giannis continues to eat his chicken wing. Uh Eric Woodyard, you know, or E Wood keeps going back and forth with him and uh, you know, he says he deserves a hat for being the number one pick but it did seem he seemed very pleased right bj to know that he is uh the the top guy in in the nba according to lebron and uh, kd so good for Giannis. i think it's good for you as well because you said it you said Giannis is the best player in the league and now now we're getting that confirmation from the players yeah i think you you have to be careful even if he felt that way i think you have to be careful for Giannis. and 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 the reason I have to say that you think it, this is a bait and switch situation where they're like, you know, yeah, Giannis, you are the best. You know, we'll give it to you, and then they really don't think he is. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> These guys are very prideful. All jokes aside, mm-hmm. now. These guys are very prideful, and when you come into this business and you come into this league and you ascend to a certain level. You know, you have to be you have to watch what you say and how you say it, because now, you know, things can be taken the wrong way. So, mm-hmm. for instance, this is an all star game and it's a celebration. Those starting five 
could very well not be the, the five that end the game or make the biggest contribution to the game. Okay. If I was on that team, I would take this as the following. Oh, those five are better than the other seven guys that are on the team. Because those other seven guys don't feel that way. I'm going to say that again. Those other seven guys aren't saying that those five guys, they're, they're, they're just not conceding that those guys are the starters and I'm I'm the guy coming off the bench. Okay. Come on. Let's mm-hmm. keep let's keep yeah, it yeah. real here. Let's be real. Let's keep it yep, real. Yep. 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 All right. That's why when you're putting together the Olympic team, you have to be careful because you have to realize are you comfortable with the role that you might have to have on this team? Mm. So I'm a little concerned about that because those other seven guys have a lot of pride. And this is what we call bulletin board material now. Well, you guys don't have bulletin board. Now you guys are using iPads and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I can bet you when we can go out to dinner today, I'll bet you a burger. (laughs) Let's do it. There's a player or two that have like, oh, he thinks. I'm not saying that he's not better than them, but you don't say it. Mm-hmm. You're on the all-star team. You come out there. You don't be like, hey, what if what if Damian Lillard, was, Damian Lillard said I should be a starter? You understand what I'm saying? You have to be aware. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. this makes everything uncomfortable when you have these players reacting, whether they're joking or not, because now there's some prideful people sitting on that bench saying, thinking what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be some teams and players that come at the Milwaukee Bucks in the second half going to be like, oh, okay. All right. It's mm-hmm. on now. It's on and popping. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, I mean, I don't think it, he it, meant that. But it can be taken that way. And that, to me, mm-hmm. is the responsibility of us in this business, not to put the players in this position. That's my problem. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can see, you know, a uh, Kyrie Irving or, you know, a LeBron James looking at Giannis, you know, like Joe oh, Pesci and Goodfellas. Uh, uh, uh. It's like funny, funny how, funny how, you know, as Giannis is laughing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. you know, what's so funny? Okay, this is what, oh, <laughs> yep. you, you follow what I'm saying? These are prideful yep. people here. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to leave it alone all, it, because I, I'm not into stirring the pot. And But these are the things that take the game in a direction it, it doesn't need to go. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, if you're not playing, okay, if Charles Barkley and those guys on TNT say it, okay, that's just ha ha. Oh, you, oh, oh, you playing? And this is what, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. This is why we play the game. Yeah, you may be better than me, but for one night, I may be better than you. Mm-hmm. And now I have a reason to show that I'm better than you, and I'm fired yeah, up for that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're and you're laughing. Okay. 
Let's keep it moving, yeah. Tate. Let's keep it moving. No, I like it. I like it. I think it's a good point. And I think I, I also just want to say this. Kawhi Leonard was not in that top four that we talked about. And last year, you and I were in Chicago. Mike, our Midas, our producer, was there as well. Lindsay was there. Everybody was there. You know, it was NBA All-Star Week. And this was a time when things happened. We all went. And Kawhi Leonard sent a message to the rest of the league that night. BJ, you said it to me. You said he is, you know, letting people know he is, he thinks, the best player in the league and wants to show that tonight, you know. And I find that fascinating. We've seen it happen a few times. Kyrie, I think, did it in 2014. LeBron ends up going to Cleveland to join him uh, that summer after he saw him at the All-Star Game make a statement in the All-Star Game around his peers that he is really one of the ones. So uh, we'll see this year. And I feel like guys like Zach Levine, Dame Lillard, people, like you said, that may take... uh, you know, some sort of pride in the fact that, hey, you think it's funny that I'm coming off the bench and that you think this is your world. Well, now you're living in my world and I might put up 30 in this game and I might I may steal the show. So uh, it'll be fun to watch the the Utah Jazz. The last two guys were picked in this draft. We don't take anything from that. Right. But the Utah Jazz, obviously the best record in the NBA. Um, they lose to the Sixers the other night. Uh, we were going live doing hoopology during that game. We can talk about that game a little bit, but first, can we just should we just say who cares that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were picked last? Yeah, I don't think it matters. again, th- these are the storylines that now people are going to be looking at, and Utah Jazz have the best record in the league. I want to give those guys all the credit that they deserve, and move on, and mm-hmm. and. and because it, it it appears to be that for some reason the Utah Jazz feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't. They've earned their place where they're at, they're currently at, and now they have an opportunity. But for some reason, it seems everyone is like, oh, the the feeling that I get is like, oh, the jazz. And it's like, oh, but they're not going to win it. <laughs> yes. That's, that's yes. a feeling I get. And mm-hmm. I don't, and, and I want to give those guys the credit they deserve because they are the best team in the league right now mm-hmm. and move mm-hmm. on. So I don't, I'm not going to go down that path. We'll see how this plays out, but I'm not, I'm not going to make anything into that. And, and again, well, this is another example of why I don't like these guys picking the team. It, it shouldn't be. It's it's very real housewives. You know what I mean? The it's, whole it's, thing. It's the like more a, I think a, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, you know. Uh, it's too it's much. Just, it's very VH1. Yeah, I it's like, like, <laughs> you know, you're asking people to be professional, but this is a very unprofessional thing. Putting these players yes. in this position. I mean, it's like. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to say what I really think, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to because I always. I believe in discipline. Yep. But it, 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 this should be changed. It should be changed. Yeah. Let's take a break. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. UFC 259 is this weekend and is sure to be action-packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100-1 to odds on either fighter to land a punch during the title fight. Seems pretty good. Pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout, and DraftKings will give you 100 to 1 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch, and if that happens, you will cash $100. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bets and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code Tate to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it is even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to pushing through. Yeah, I'm with you, BJ. Well, let's go inside the lines and let's talk about something that uh, is basketball related because you and I, we watched the Utah Jazz face the Philadelphia 76ers. These were the two top teams in the league. This is, you know, based on what we've seen so far, could be a preview for the NBA Finals potentially. And this was a game that went down to the wire. We got overtime. We got a nice back and forth. And in overtime in Philadelphia, we saw the game revert back to something that you and I were familiar with, which is a, an inside, you know, interior game from the Philadelphia 76ers using Tobias Harris, using Joel Embiid, and ultimately getting this win over the Utah Jazz. And it was a, a game that we hoped to see some contrasting styles, but both teams didn't really show their hands until we got late in this game. And I thought, you know, the 76ers showed why they have a championship caliber team you know it, it was interesting as we were watching the game because I, I made a remark we were on the locker room because we were broadcasting or doing the game live that the game yep. didn't feel at the intensity level that the two best teams in their respective division you know the western conference and the eastern conference the philadelphia 76ers and the utah jazz and they didn't fit you compared it to the nets and yeah, the lakers it, it, game it, like they both yeah, played up to that game didn't have that playoff feel or, or, you know, where mm-hmm. everyone felt. But as the game went on, it, it kind of built up. And all of a sudden, by the fourth quarter, it built up to, you know, where it was it was a very intense game. There were a couple mm-hmm. things that stood out to me in this game. And one, I hope the Utah Jazz fan base is listening here. And I hope the the players are listening because I want to say something because I, 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 I want to, I like to see people reach their potential. That's truly. So I want to, I want to offer some constructive criticism here with the jazz. Every game that you play, you have to reach the intensity level of the game itself because the referees will ultimately, ultimately they will referee the game at the intensity level that the teams bring. If the game is a very physical Mm -hmm. game, the referees will call it as such. If the game is a very quick paced game, the referees will call it as such. Mm -hmm. But if one team is way more physical than the other, the game looks out of balance. Yep. And that's what happened with the Philadelphia game. 
in the Utah game. The Philadelphia 76ers were very physical. And maybe those were fouls, maybe they weren't. But the game, you have to, as a player, reach the intensity level of wherever the game is at, wherever it's going to be played at mm-hmm. that night. That's just that's just how it is. Because the referees are human, just like the players are human. And when you're in the moment, you know, it is what it is. I didn't feel mm-hmm. this game that the Jazz met the physicality of the game. Which it, it's interesting, right, BJ? Because you you see this in basketball and in baseball. You learn what the umpire is calling. You learn yeah, his yeah, strike zone. Very, you get familiar. Same with the officials. Very, you get familiar with what they're calling. If and the, that's game the game is going to be a physical game, you know call it, it like that it. on both it. ways. On both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What you don't want to be in a game like this is the team that's always complaining about why you didn't call a foul for me. Now, mm-hmm. the Jazz have been playing terrific basketball through the course of the season. I didn't feel that this team, in watching this game, met the physical presence of that game. Whether they lost it or not didn't really matter to me. Did they meet the intensity that the game was being played at? Because the Philadelphia 76ers made a conscious effort to say, we're going to pound it and pound the game at you. We're only going to run three players. We're going to post up Ben Simmons. We're going to post up Tobias Harris. And we're just going to go right through Rudy Gobert with our best player, Joel Embiid. I mean, Ben Simmons was basically coming down, bringing the ball down, and then going directly. He was he was posting himself on Royce O'Neal. I, I, I mean, that was my problem with the game. Okay. Yep. Did were there some fouls called? Perhaps. Perhaps. Were there some fouls missed? Perhaps. That's part of the game. That's every night. Yep. But did I meet the physicality of that game? The answer was no. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you lose a game and you're a really good team, you're going to lose some games. Every team is going to lose. But how you lose says a lot about your team. I don't want to see the Utah Jazz lose like that again. Lose going down fighting. That was my only thing. Okay, because I saw the Philadelphia 76ers knocking down the Utah Jazz. I saw them fouling them at the basket. I saw them bring a physical presence to the game that I felt the Utah Jazz did not meet. Mm -hmm. That was my only problem with the game. Yep, yep. And kudos to the Sixers on the other side. I think I learned a lot about the Sixers and the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, they have three guys that, that are going to take you in the high post, mid post, low post, and make you work, and, 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 you know? And, and they're three really, really good guys. They're really good all-stars, it, you know what I mean? One of them is an yeah, MVP. And if you, and if, <laughs> so and it's if, pretty when good. When you play and you're winning, and you're good, you got to grind the game out. Mm-hmm. So Utah, Utah shot the ball exceptionally well from three. They played well. They played, did all the things by the book. Okay. But the game got a little physical there. 
The game got a little physical. It did. There were some mm-hmm. calls missed, at least from my viewpoint. There were some calls missed. Yep. yep. But when you get to that level where you have two really good teams, the referees are going to do the following. They're going to allow the players on the court to determine the outcome of the game. And that's the only thing mm-hmm. I want the Jazz to hear. There are going to be some calls missed. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. But all I want the Jazz to do is meet the physicality of the game. Because Philadelphia was way more aggressive than the Utah Jazz. I didn't say they played better. They were way more physical. And there's two things going on in every game. There's a physical presence going on. And then there's a mental presence going on. And you have to be physically tough in the game. And you have to be mentally tough in the game. This can be a good thing about the Jazz and they can learn from it and make sure it never happens again. Or this could be something that the rest of the league will say. It's a sign. Just be physical with the Jazz because they won't meet that physicality yep. of the game. Yeah. I mean, you saw okay. Donovan Mitchell. I mean, slams. I don't care if you lose that game. If, yeah. if, if you're physical, Tate, and I'm physical, somebody's got to lose the game. But you met the physical... Now you let the talent determine who's going to win. But if you're mm-hmm. just physically running through me and bringing a physicality that I don't reach, then there's a problem. Now, I want to see how the Jazz are going to respond. Because once mm-hmm. that gets around the league, it, w- it could become a problem. Because the, 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 the Philadelphia 76ers didn't run any plays that were like out of the ordinary they ran a simple play <laughs> we're posting these guys up and we're just yep. going to the basket. And try to stop it yeah and if you double we kick it out to danny or okay. seth they shoot they didn't run in, they didn't say oh we have to run a special play or we got to run misdirectional plays we're just going i mean it was we're simple. going directly at you <laughs> I mean, Ben was skipping the entry pass. But Ben's ball. bringing the ball up and then literally exactly. backing guys down mono into the post. Mano. It's crazy. So, again, this was a mindset. Poor Rosso. Yeah, Rosso this Neal. was a mindset. And that's what I saw. I wasn't mm-hmm. concerned about them losing. Yep. What I was concerned about was, okay, did you stand there – and take on the physical whatever presence of that of, of that interaction that happened out there on the floor. So yep. that's something to look out for here in the second half of the season. I got it. I got it. I think that's a good note. And BJ, final thing today I wanted to hit with you. Blake Griffin uh, gets bought out by the Detroit Pistons. He is now, uh, you know, shopping himself around, I'm sure, trying to figure out what his next location could be in the basketball world. There's a lot of teams, a lot of suitors potentially for Blake. You know, you've heard Lakers, you've heard Sixers, you've heard Nets, you've heard all these different teams that are contenders. Um, One, I just want to say, uh, you know, for Blake's sake, I'm happy that Blake, you know, will be able to find, you know, potentially a suitor that he can go and find a contender. That's great for him. Um, and BJ, do you see a fit for Blake out there? Maybe, uh, you know, one of these teams or maybe just, you know, are you your thoughts on Blake in general? You know, you know, Tate, Blake is. You know, father time doesn't pass any of us. Right. Yep. And that Blake Griffin, when I say Blake Griffin, I think of 
Lob City. Lob City. I think of, yep. you know, a, a very elite. Jumping over yeah, a Kia. A very elite athlete. <laughs> I think of dunking over the top. That's not the Blake Griffin we're talking about here. Mm. It's not, that's not. So he has a name. He has maybe a Hall of Fame career. I'm I'm always I'm always honest with myself with where I'm at in that moment. Okay. And I and I look in and let's let's and I look at the Lakers. The Lakers right now are a team and they made some moves over the summer. Some would argue that those moves that they made over the summer improved the team. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. Do I think th- do I think those names win the headlines and in and in, 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 in the in the in online and in the newspaper or wherever you consume your your information? Yes, for sure. Yep. Blake Griffin, that we're all thinking, is not the Blake Griffin. That's going to go, you know, wherever he's going to go. And mm-hmm. one of the guys I, 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 because I've, I've known this young man since high school was Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony went through a two or three year window where he had to figure out the following. Where was he at in his career? Where was he at? When they first brought the idea to him of going on the bench in Oklahoma, he was like, whoa, no, that's not what, that's what would Melo do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Houston. They were like, he was like, whoa. And before you know it, before you knew it, we're talking about Carmel. We're not talking about maybe a Hall of Fame. This guy is a first ballot Bonafide. Hall of Fame yeah. player. Yeah. Yep. It's never easy to hear the truth. It's never easy, especially for a player, because that man is prideful. That man has scored. That man can score 25 points in his sleep. Da, 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 da. To see this Carmelo Anthony right now, except where he's at with the Portland Trailblazers, I applaud every time I see him because, one, he confronted his ego. He came to terms with his ego. And then he did the following. How can I contribute to the team? Mm. How can I contribute to the team for where I'm at in my career? No one has said it's easy to accept it. But the fact that Carmelo Anthony has accepted that to me says a lot about the character of himself, but the, the ability for him to reflect and say, is it about me or is it about the group? Mm-hmm. And I want to say that to Blake Griffin because Blake Griffin now has to ask that question. Yep. This isn't, if you were talking about the Blake Griffin that's jumping over cars, hey man, let's get him to the Lakers. Let's get him to Brooklyn and let's go. <laughs> but if that Blake Griffin was there, the Pistons 
would be a much improved team record-wise than what they currently are right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little hesitant with the following because what Blake Griffin are you expecting and which one are you getting? It's easy to win the headlines. Oh, man, Team X picked up Blake Griffin. That sounds great. What coach is going to go and tell Blake, Blake, you may not play for me. You're right. You're right. Take, I mean, like, take, who, yeah, who, who's take, good? Yeah. Blake Griffin. He might, he might not even be active on a championship take, roster. You, you know? may not play yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Because being a good player on a bad team is totally different than being a good player on a good team. So if he does go to a good team, let's get the following right out here right now. And let's talk hoopology, hoopology here. He's got to defend. He's going to have to rebound. And he's going to have to be an elite role player because he's going to a good team. Now, I yep. haven't seen that yet. So I think it's great that the Pistons were able to come to some conclusion for him and do it in a professional manner. I think it's great. Yep. Whatever happened. But my question is, where is Blake Griffin at? Because now he is at the next phase of his career. He's no longer the superstar player. He's no longer the all-star. And how well will he accept this next phase? What type of role player are you going to become? Are you going to be an elite Mm -hmm. role player? Are you going to be a role player who is a a locker room guy and a a locker room presence? Are you a guy? A Channing Yeah, are you going to be a guy that's going to be, you know what? We're going to need your physical presence maybe in this series. What are you going to be right now? Because that high flyer that we're all talking about when we say Blake Griffin, and and that's not fair to him. Because it happens to all of yep. us. But mm-hmm. Blake Griffin got to have this moment of truth with himself. And I think he knows where he's at in his career. That next coach where he goes is going to have to define that. But more importantly, he's going to have to accept it. And that yep. is what we have to. And those are tough conversations. I've had to have those with clients of mine. Right. Let me tell you how, let me tell you what I see and let me tell you how it is. And those aren't always comfortable conversations. But yeah. The sooner he can get to that moment, maybe he can have another 3 or 4 years playing. But if he thinks he's mm-hmm. going to get touches like I saw in Detroit, if he thinks he's going to be having Lob City like we saw in 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 LA with the Clippers. No. That's not happening. <laughs> That's yep. that's not. And at the elite level, at the elite level, and then I'm going to move on. Watching Tim Duncan go from the very first option to at the end of his career, the fifth option was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, because I've never seen a player that is that elite. And win, and then go all the way down to the perhaps the last option or the fifth starter and still win 
was one of the most incredible achievements I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because you don't see the first option go to the second option and the third option and still thrive and win. You're the first option. Mm-hmm. There's too much pride, usually. Tim Duncan won as the first option. He won as the second option. He won as the third option. He won as the fourth <laughs> option. And at the end, he was just a role player and still yep. won. That, to me, was one of... I know we talk about this and that and scoring and numbers and championships. The fact that this man had this level of awareness in the modern era and won. And won. It wasn't like he was still trying to get touches and get numbers at 35. He knew where he was at. So good luck to Blake. Hopefully he has this conversation sooner rather than later. And I know it's a tough conversation, but it's one he's going to have to have. Well, this has been uh, nothing uh, like a tough conversation, BJ. This has been a great conversation. I think we hit some good beats. I think we 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 you knocked it out of the park when we talk about the All Star stuff. Let's let's figure that out to make it Man. less about the players. Um, th- that was a good call. Uh, I I hope Blake finds a new home. I hope he finds a new yep. role in the NBA. I believe in him. And uh, again, this has been pushing through. We will be back next week. We will be doing hoopology again on locker room next week. BJ, if you're in water. Make waves, Tate. Make waves, baby. And splash it, too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week.